Hey guys, welcome back to the Final Sector podcast number four. We're in between race weekends again, which means it's time for us to sit down, have a chat, take a step back and look at what's been going on in F1 and have a bit of a look ahead. My name's Kyle, joined by Michael, as always. Hello. We've just come off the bounce. Oh, not just, recently come off the bounce. I didn't mean to say the bounce, but oh, <laughs> pertinent topic there. Oh, wow. <laughs> of um, of the Canadian Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we won't talk about bouncing straight away, though. We'll save that for a little bit later. What I did want to dive into first is a bit of driver talk. Um, we're kind of in the midst of silly season, if you like. I guess there's not too much silly that's been happening, per se. We haven't really seen anyone jumping teams or any kind of, you know, new rookies or F2 drivers suddenly announced out of anywhere, at least nothing more than rumors at this point. Mm. But what we have recently had is the most recent bit of big news is that Pierre Gasly has been confirmed for one more year at AlphaTauri. Mm -hmm. Going into this year, we kind of, again, were going up in the air saying he doesn't really want to be there. What's he going to do? But we saw some other cards, you know, kind of associated with him fall. And, well, he was either going to leave the sport yeah. or he was going to stay for another year. So the fact they've said it's just one year doesn't surprise me. They haven't gone, mm, you know, it's a was, two or three year extension. That was, that was <laughs> a big part for me. I'm just like, I'm not surprised. One, I'm yep. not surprised to see him back here, given he didn't really have any better options for for next year. Uh, yep. And I'm not surprised to only see it one year, because there might be some better options uh, for the following year. So I think he's still just like, he's still, I think he still wants out of there. And I think if he's, I already said that he probably needs to be out of there for next year, but I think if yep. he, if he is not already looking at options for 2024, there's certain under-pressure drivers that are out of contract uh, for 2024. So, yes, uh, in teams that have the potential to be quite strong, uh, <coughs> Ricardo, cough. <clears throat> yes, um, there's a lot of talk about that. Um, so I think that's that might be how he has to play things. Just try and keep performing in AlphaTauri and if he can somehow just get these year contracts until something something pops up uh i just don't want to see him stuck at a like a midfield team forever because i think he's a better driver than that you kind of want to see him in a it's almost a similar position to how you see someone like norris or someone mm. like ocon whereby they are in similar midfield teams but you know those teams have the potential where one year they could nail it and those drivers yeah. could be you know mixing it right at the front consistently i mean mclaren weren't that far from that recently right with AlphaTauri, because of the structure that they are, yes, they're a strong midfield team, but they they basically cannot be a team that will ever surpass teams like Red Bull. Red Bull because if yeah. they are, then there's something fundamentally that's gone you know wrong behind, behind yeah. the whole purpose of those two teams existing separately. So it's not like they're running at the back. They're like ninth or tenth of the constructors. It's not like he's just sitting there going, God, this sucks and mm. I really want to move up, but there's nothing there. But... It is kind of, you know, a unique team that's supposed to be there to kind of nurture and grow drivers like Yuki and like similar drivers from the past. And now he's kind of just, you know, there and he's, he, I guess he's partly there as well because there's no one really in the ranks to come through. I mean, one driver that was potentially in the <laughs> ranks, which we'll also talk about, is no longer there as well. Uh-huh. I mean, I, earlier in the year, I talked a little bit about potentially Albon coming into the back into it, but that yeah. was more to replace Yuki, who I thought might struggle, who doesn't seem to be struggling. So even that doesn't seem to be a case. So I guess from AlphaTauri's side, they can almost count it lucky that no one wants to poach him, because mm. if they did, they would kind of be out of stick a bit. I guess they would have to try and pull Albon in, but then Williams might go, no, we've got him for a while. Yeah. So it's kind of like well, I mean, it's you, just sorted itself out a bit. You've still got Lawson and you've got Daruvula, who's doing quite well uh, in, in F2 at you the moment do, as well. But so. I think they would want, if they think about if they're losing Gasly, yeah, like someone they're of losing his Luke Yuki yeah. to replace who we want to lose, then maybe, you know, like I don't think Yuki's that bad, but maybe a step below. But Gasly's their proper, you know, when the car's good, he can, you know, bloody win a race and get you know close yeah. to podiums and that we've seen some mega performances hence why there's been all this push for him to say hey get back in that red bull seat but yeah that's fair. of course red bull now have checo and others have kind of moved into place you mentioned the ricardo thing which is true but i feel like i feel like almost if ricardo it's almost like the timing is just wrong because even if ricardo did drop at the end of the year it's kind of like that would more be a pull into mclaren would want to pull someone else in rather than pull like a a Gasly in per se, so it's like just see Gasly there. Hey, no, he would probably want to be there, but it just feels like it's mm. yeah. There's too many little things that just feel like that. You know, so disconnected on two different, completely 
trees and paths you know mm. what i mean like this mclaren is so much more likely to pull from elsewhere and the original original chatter for years which was gasly moving to renault alpine yep. well that's kind of changed now because alpine now have two really great drivers and they have another star in the banks wanting to jump in anyway so they're mm. kind of like we're booked out now for the next five ten years so it's like oh that's that was the thing everyone predicted for years and now that's yeah. completely gone the only thing so... the only thing he could potentially hold out for and this is still like a couple of years down the line is with you know you say they've got two two drivers and one in the wings alonso let's be honest it's still like it's going to be a couple of years i think at most mm. for him and then i think by the end of two years i think ocon has a contract till 2025 so he could be potentially looking at maybe 2026 and then you could get someone like a piastri yes. gasly at alpine maybe could that is that a possibility and that's um, even if you assume that ocon isn't doing a good enough job that they exactly say, that's, you know, that's the, the thing flick. but he's arguably yeah. in the same position that gasly's in both that they're still yeah fairly young in their career in the grand scheme of things if they still perform you know they could be like a, a checo that for 12 mm -hmm. years we still see them there just because they're you know good enough and yep yep uh, I mean, you could see him at somewhere like an Aston Martin. You know, we're not sure what Vettel's it's potential plans true. are. True, that is another Roll. team that could yeah. fall in that. Yep, guys are saying you know they can jump up there, but right now when the signs look so dim for them, you you don't really associate it. But yeah, if you had a, if you had a, a Vettel Gasly there for next year, I mean that would Mate. be quite a shock announcement. I didn't think about that would be proper silly season. But that would be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's 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 a real tough one for him. I think that the only the thing he's got on his side is that he's still young. He's still he's only like twenty five, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. So he he does still have like a little bit of time on his side, and 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 hope you know with that obviously comes maybe a little bit more maturity. I think him getting this deal done so early for next year with AlphaTauri gives him the option to start exploring for the next sort of year for 2024 That's probably the idea well. from him and from AlphaTauri's side to say, yeah. hey, let's just lock this down early because mm. we know it's not changing from either side rather than mm. faff about when we know what the result's going to be here. Yeah. Let's just get it out the way and then you're free to, you know, discuss in the future and let's just mm. focus on this year, next year in the car. Yep. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be real intriguing to see <laughs> whether whether he just sort of stays stuck uh, at AlphaTauri or whether or not he, he can yeah. find somewhere else. I mean, it's... The whole thing with silly season is sh shit changes all the time. Yes. Uh, so like we could be thinking about this, like oh, we can't see anything for twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five, and then we'll get to like mid twenty twenty three, and we'll be looking back at what we said now, and it's like oh, why were we thinking that? It's fucking completely different. These drivers are struggling. Yes. These drivers are gone, and these new people have come in, and there's a new team. Oh, that's crazy. Have retired. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like who knows <laughs> what could happen? Uh, with, yes. with the way Formula One is at the moment and um yeah i think that's that's something we've got to keep in mind as well as sort of the uh the 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 sway i guess in, in how the driver market works and yeah uh, you know it could just change from one week to the next so uh for sure and, and I, I think that's why he's si he's sitting there anyway yeah because take advantage the of past that. few years he's sort of just been sitting there and he'd think oh well we've seen the last few years something suddenly happened you know mm. like a like a rosberg retiring and bottas out of nowhere yep, you know yep. got an elevation he's been waiting out for something like that and yet it almost just seems like he's been a bit unlucky that mm. things have just kind of not worked in his direction through no fault of his own he's been you know if, if you kind of have an open seat you know you say hey we just need someone competent that wants out gasly's probably your biggest pick right now i mean there'd be like like even if someone like ricardo was you know your next pick to jump in there you'd still probably pick a gasly over a ricardo right yeah. now so he's well, kind Gasly's of like got years the, on quote, his side quote, as well and i exactly. think in terms of uh confidence uh and you know i think he's he's probably <laughs> probably higher on the confidence ladder and that's something you probably want going into a new car yep. so yeah anyway yep so we'll touch loosely on some other drivers um Guys have talked on briefly from previous races that need to lift their game a bit. Mick, I guess we're starting Mick Schumacher. Mm. Um, he on Canada, I guess we started to see some potential there, right? In yep. terms of his qualifying and that, and his race pace was decent until um, until fortune didn't favor the brave. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how much we can fault him for, for Canada. I think yes, I think he was doing a. a, a a well enough job he was doing the yeah. job which was say yes this is what at minimum you should be doing and i yeah. think it's a case of now it's almost like a line's been drawn in the sense so where he was performing compared to now it's like that's the normal now so if you're performing there then that's good enough but mm -hmm. then even above that would be you know 
actually giving it a, you know a round of applause for a great performance per se. So yeah. be a case of saying if he starts to fall back, it's almost like okay, like this is now you know your your contract's out the window, buddy. We're starting to talk to others here. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he he's. He's definitely on the edge, and I think he needs more performances like Canada, and hopefully he yep. can he can have some some better reliability. Um, like I, I think I said in the Canada preview, he just kind of he definitely needs to just bank those those first points. He needs to to show that he can you know have confidence in himself and the car to to bring it home for a good position in the race. Yes, um, and I think once he does that, he he'll probably be okay. But yeah, he needs he needs to show something this year uh yep. to, to to show he's worth keeping um otherwise yeah i think you know it's pretty clear from from gunter steiner's statements that it it looks like they, they would consider looking elsewhere uh yep. for someone I, I know there's a lot of talk about how ferrari control uh the second seat in mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. haas which uh could keep mick there maybe a little longer than haas might want if he's not performing um, I think it just gives him a bit more. It's not like a case where we have another driver sitting there that we know is banging on the door, and see, it's like you've it. got to perform yeah. or he's in there, right? It's like at Alpine we have a driver banging on the door, but both drivers are doing so good they're like, no, we can't get rid of them, you know. Mm. Well, at Haas they don't have Son banging on the door, luckily, which gives them a little more lean to say, okay, we don't need you to be smashing out of the park or even meeting um, Kev, but we need you doing good enough here that you know mm. you're a supporting act, good enough, you know, better than other i guess supporting acts are per se like if he can show you know well we've got the ricardo and the and the stroll chat going on the latifi chats like just you know don't be in the same pool with those guys and then you're fine yep. but at the moment he does seem to be in that same pool More which is part of the not, issue yeah. yeah 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 that's it actually speaking of latifi i guess we could move on to that one hey yes uh, we can move yeah. on to latifi so rumors continue he's uh, it seems that um the words coming from Latifi seems to be less like, oh no, we're, you know, I don't know anything about the rumors and that going on. Two more, hey, if anything's changing, I've been guaranteed I'm going to see this year out. Which mm-hmm. seems to more be that he knows he's on his way out, yeah. but he's kind of just reminding everyone to say, by the way, I, I know I'm not going to be thrown out here. You know, yeah. he's got some money behind him and all that, and probably claws. And to be fair, I think the team are still quite close with him, even with his performances being a little dire. Mm. So I think out of respect and all that. It seems like they're gonna not just throw him out middle of this year, um, which doesn't bode well for my for my prediction, mind <laughs> you. So I might like to see a bit of a, mm. <laughs> a silly season mix up there. <laughs> um, yes. But it, again, the tone seems to have changed from "we're still not sure." It's just rumors to he's basically seeing out this year and then he's gone. So, yeah. So, yep. Um, in the wings, it it seems like that um Alpine have cracked a bit of a deal with Williams to line up Piastri to go in that seat. They've said they're basically. Again, I don't know if it's official, unofficial, have said that if he's not in our car next year, he's gonna be on the grid somewhere, right? Pretty sure they've 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 said is a almost guarantee he'll be on the yes. on the grid for next year. So Yes. And I think that's a case of saying if they can't get him his seat, then <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he said, Well, then see ya because I'm gonna go then contract with someone else because surely I can yeah. you know, find a door in it at McLaren or something like that, right? Yeah. Um so I think they're kind of just like, No, we recognise even if it's not with us, we need to lease him out somewhere to be able mm. to keep him for the future yeah. as they want to. Um so that seems pretty good and done. I don't I mean, you occasionally hear them say, oh, at this Grand Prix, there's been, there'll be news, all that Grand Prix, but you hear that everywhere anyway. It's just rumor speak, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think... It, I, well, I mean, I know they said, they said they were going to confirm it by the British Grand Prix, which is obviously the one yeah. coming up. So yep. I imagine... Uh, yeah, I, I imagine they'll probably confirm... See, well, whether confirm yeah. means internally confirm, but they've mm. already done it, it's... Yeah. Well, you know, but That's I... That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, at this point, I guess they can just announce it when they want and maybe partially yeah. everyone knows it's happening and out of respect for Latifi they're just like we're still going to see out this mm. year and then yeah I know there was a <laughs> still guaranteed for there next was, year there was a lot of rumours going around when I think Piastri uh, was talking about how he made like a cryptic tweet regarding uh, how he like it, it basically he was going to be in an F1 car at Silverstone and this was like a, yes. I don't know if you saw that one but yeah it was about a, a week or two a week and a half ago uh, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's gonna be in! He's gonna be in the Williams, oh, the, right. the British like Grand was, Prix! Oh, it's <laughs> it happening!" Was a ruse. Uh, and yeah, it was he was test, he was, like... just, he was just doing a test in uh, in, yeah. in an old Alpine car, so it's like okay. So um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I think the the rumors that he's gonna be in a car mid season will 
will hopefully peter out. Um, I agree. But uh, I think yeah. if Williams were in a much more competitive position with someone like Albon constantly scoring ninth, yeah. tenth places, I would argue they'd be more likely to do it because yeah, they really sure. need a supporting act to potentially get them, you know, one higher place in the constructors, which mm-hmm. could be massive. But because they're not, I think again, similar to the Mick thing, it kind of gives them a little onus on Latifi to say, "Look, yeah." It's not really going to change it if we get one or two extra points here, you know, just play it out for yeah. now. And it, he does good I, enough on development of the Exactly. Cast, so development, I think, that. is going to be a big thing because he's been there for a couple of years now. I think, yes, you he's know, got having, the most experience of everyone there. Yeah, so, so you know, it's, it's good to have someone like that to, to help develop a car when it is so uncompetitive at the moment as well. So I think yep. that's that's uh, probably a wise move from, from Williams um, yep. to, to keep him till the end of the year just for that reason alone. So, uh, but yeah, yeah like, uh, like I said, or we'll hear something hopefully soon uh british grand prix like i said they they, they looking to confirm it like you say if it's whether it's internal or external uh, i imagine we'll probably hear some uh like hearsay stuff from people in the paddock yep. as well anyway even if they don't confirm it publicly so um i think at the very least uh we'll hear whether or not alonso is going to be at alpine for next year, I think because mm-hmm. they're talk- obviously talking about Alonso slash Piastri, they're talking about both their futures come uh, or making a decision by the British Grand Prix on both their futures. Yep. So I think uh, I think we'll probably hear a confirmation that Alonso will uh, will be staying at Alpine uh, for twenty twenty three. Whether or not it's just a year contract, that's I'm I'm curious to see if he goes for a one or a two year. Mm. I don't actually know. But we'll or see. If it's a one year with like a extension, yeah, clause kind of. Thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's regardless of what it actually is, it seems pretty mm. not rocket science as to what's going to happen. Yes, um, yes. I guess a little more mysterious again is this whole Ricardo thing. We've been talking about it, mm. understandably. You know, after each kind of uh, at races, we've broken it down because. Going into a weekend, everyone's kind of saying, hey, you're going to start showing what you're made of here? And he goes, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. And then we get to the end, we go, oh, that, was a, yeah, that was a bit poor, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, again, I don't see them necessarily tossing him out, but I think just Very because of the fact no one really expected it, it's, again, I think we explored it in our last podcast chat, but there's kind of a few different options McLaren could go if they choose to kind of cut him off early, even though yeah. he's signed for next year. I still don't really know who they necessarily would go with. Um, I don't see I an obvious w- option, eh? Like, yeah. It was interesting because wasn't it Daruva that it actually is going to drive He already car? has. Yeah, he did a test in yeah. McLaren, which I thought was odd uh, that he went yeah, in McLaren. Okay. They did a test, and I don't know if they said that he's also going to be the driver to drive for their pre-practice driver as well. It could be, yeah. Which would be a little strange because A, he's in Red Bull. B, yeah. he's fine, but he's been in F2 forever, so he's obviously missed his mark there. And yet McLaren are getting him to test when we talked about all the other drivers in McLaren's wing, or maybe just it doesn't match up because they're all in other series they need to be at. Yep, so yep. I think it just more adds to say I have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> other than I don't think Ricardo's going to be there come next year. Yeah, okay. But it's like you can put 10 names down. It's like a 10% chance for each of them. I, I don't know. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I think it's probably too. It's too early to call the Ricardo thing. I think yes. we've still got a long season. I think they've to go. got time on their side. You feel like yeah. they do, they don't have to decide this early. You know. Yeah. Um, In saying so... that, I do think they're probably already having uh, like some real early discussions with other drivers. Oh, they would be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hundred yep, yep. percent. They would certainly be doing a lot behind the scenes, and they have, I guess, yeah. to their benefit that. They know that Ricardo's not really on the edge at this point, unless they mm. see him suddenly smash it out. They kind of can say at this point, and yeah. they've probably seen to him publicly. By the way, just so you know, we are looking at other options in case this doesn't improve. Mm. You know, like I feel like they'd be transparent with that, which is fine. Yeah. So, well, well that means that Ricardo's well, fully out of a drive. I that's mean, I it. don't that's know what I was where. Think. Is there's no? Is there where else? Where Where does he go? And what teams would be looking Andretti. for him? <laughs> yeah. Andretti Audi. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like. Yes, he he's experienced. Yes, he uh, there was a stage in his F one career that he was very 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 quick, um, but as of late, he's been not fantastic. It's so just is a it strange drop off? Yeah, even if, like he even switched. It's not like he came from Red Bull to here, and you went, oh, he must have just been at home in the in the Red Bull family. He did well he in the Renault, Renault and yeah. he kicked out some bloody great results in Renault, yeah. which is why McLaren said we want you to pair for our future, and everyone mm. went great. 
and then it just hasn't. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. Fizzled. So, like, is there a team that's going to even want someone of his age who obviously looks like he's on the maybe on the decline in terms of performance? When everyone seems to want to be mm. getting, you know, some guys into secure, not just for one or two years, mm-hmm. you know, next two years minimum, but more at this stage, you know? So, yep. So, I think, I think. <laughs> Ricardo, for even just for his Formula One future's sake, I think he needs to show something this year to be at least stay at McLaren for twenty twenty three. Hopefully, have uh, a really good twenty twenty three to either extend his McLaren contract or give him options to go somewhere else. Like I think this year is is make or break for his career. Um, yep, and I think he probably knows that as well. Oh yes, he definitely knows it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we'll just have to see yeah um yeah we'll know what happens there um i guess the last bit of driver news i had we won't really go into it in too much detail but i think we mentioned earlier talking Mm. about the red bull junior program yuri vips is the next kind of big driver to come through after snowder and and gasly yeah was basically on a live stream online decided for whatever reason to utter a racial slur and the second he did that of course his career is absolutely gone away down the toilet Mm -hmm. i've seen people of course mentioning i don't remember if it was a nascar or indycar driver that did the same and then a few years later they're actually picked up by a different team and apparently now they're like at the peak of their career and of course everyone's joking going oh well maybe this is a grand career move because i've realized this is what you do and then blah 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 which is uh, like it's a, it's sensitive right. issue and I you know like it's making a bit of a joke of it I guess and I don't want to comment on on this other driver I don't remember his name to I be don't, honest I didn't but hear about that. Yeah. yes but more so I guess it's good to see that immediately you know I think the team boss of his F two team came out and said like this is disgusting what the hell and Red mm. Bull came out and said what the hell is this and you know they're investigating internally and yeah. Um, of course, he went on full damage control as much as he could have, and I think there was another driver which even tweeted out trying to say, "Oh, I know, I know, Yuri, and he's not racist and all that." And I'm yeah, like, I "Oh my god, that like one. that's, that's like, that, come on, like, mate. maybe 15 years ago tried that, okay, but yeah. it's like no, like everyone knows, you know." Yeah, and you, you oh, can't boy. even like one of the things that um that that I saw is or that I saw that I had a you know I was thinking, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the time these young drivers maybe get a little bit heated and you know you say a lot of things when you're young that you don't really understand the consequences of because you're young and i'm not obviously yeah. i'm not making uh light of it but you know this you think back to when you were a kid and like even when i was a kid some of the things people would say and you're like yes. today there's no way you could ever say that and no way i would ever say that because i've grown as a person and realized that's not it's just not what you say uh he's 21 so he's old enough to know uh, he can't, and he's like, it's mm. not like he's, you know, like he's learning English or he's been, yeah, like you could think of some outside excuse, but when the world is changing so rapidly, and exactly. if you are up yeah. young and online, which he yeah. clearly was because yeah. he was literally, he <laughs> was literally online, live yeah. streaming at the time, mm-hmm. you know, it's not hard to keep up, keep up with you know things and trends, what's appropriate, what's yeah. not, and just knowing you know in general, you know yeah. <laughs> what to do and not do and. As you said, even, you know, you know, six, seven years ago, yeah, it was kind of commonplace to say those things, you know, even in, not that it was right, I'm not saying it was right at all, but yeah. you, you know, there was less of an onus at the time, you wanted it to be edgy, and it was like, oh, look at me, mm. but nowadays, anyone who, you know, knows anything knows that you don't do that, yep. like, you're just a complete nutter asshole, yeah. yep. so he decided to, okay, great, everyone slapped him, good, I like to see it, um, mm-hmm. bit of a shame, but we move on anyway, yep. and the world moves on. Yep. As, um, yep, that's it. Unless there's anything you wanted to mention on a different driver, we can move on as well. Yeah, not really. That was those were the main points that I had. Um, it's yep. it's a shame for Yuri. He was obviously talented. I think he was uh, he was not far away from a Formula One drive as well. So he's, nope. he's basically just thrown that chance away. I don't know what's going to happen with his Formula Two drive. Uh, whether or not he's going to keep that, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. So indeed. Yep. Oh, good. So moving on to a different topic, we'll actually go into some track talk. We'll start off with something that was broken a little bit ago, um, but we didn't really discuss in too much detail, which was the Australian Grand Prix. We're not biased at all, we promise. Yay! <laughs> um, but yes! <laughs> we did it. to stay on until we did it, boys. 35. It's staying. With a bonus that the F2 and F3 will also be visiting. Yes. So there's a little bit to unpack here. I think it seemed like this was almost... Um, the, the issue with Australia, and even it was commented this year, was that there was always a lot of 
travel for the teams and that because they kind of jumped all around the world at the start of the year and there was always the trouble with Australia being the first race which is now why they pushed it back from that um, because it was so distant and that so we kind of saw this potentially coming when earlier in the year the FIA basically said hey going forward we basically don't want to be doing this jumping around we kind of want to stick in the three different areas of the world together Mm -hmm. um, which made it seem like okay we're likely to go to more Singapore, Japan, Middle East kind of area, China, when we go to Australia, which makes more sense. Um, But we're not, so... But we're not, yet, but that was part of the inkling of it. Um, But the second interesting talking point, which I more wanted to go into, was they announced, which I thought was cool, was that they're bringing F2 and F3, and immediately the comments that came out were saying, well, they've just been pushing this whole agenda of trying to save costs in F2 and F3, and yet now they're basically having the furthest race away from the European calendar they normally go to, so how does that work out? And I went, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, that. yeah, I don't know if it's because mm. they're also going to add other like races in like Singapore, or Japan, or something, and similarly do the leg thing, or if they're compensating them for it. Or yeah, what? I was about to say maybe there's little... maybe there's more money on the table from the Australian Grand Prix organizers to be like, we want to, yeah. we'll, pay, we'll pay for You'd the extra think... costs associated with it. Exactly, you think they would be compensated for it somehow, mm. given that they've been pushing even in F1, this whole cost saving thing in yep. F2 and F3 grassroots. We've always known that you know they've always been a pace what they need drivers with big wallets to come in. It's been less of a thing in F2 recently, but in F3 you still see a lot of it. Mm. Um, and then this. As I say, I think we're biased in that I'd I'd love to see F2 and F3 in real life, but then I'm almost uh, also curious when they can push so much of an agenda and even an agenda on to be fair on on climate. And they say they're trying to you know address climate control issues and that. And to be yep. fair, one of the biggest pollutants is shipping stuff all over yeah, the world, yep. which is another reason they're saying they want to keep these kind of you know uh, what are they called geolocation similar events together. So there's less flying freight around and everything. But then yep. they're doing that more here and Australia mm. also it has a lot of strong local content so it's not like some races where they have like one support series and that's it there's always a ton going on here because we in Australia have so much other motorsport too yep. so it's interesting I don't know if I had much of an opinion on it all other than I'd be I haven't seen I haven't necessarily seen them come out and say oh we've heard your concerns yes we know this is how we're addressing it um what do you think? Anything <laughs> anything notable? Uh, I've got no idea. The only other thing I saw that you didn't mention is the fact that um, it does have the extension until 2035, but apparently the caveat is that the event will be the opening race of the season for at least five of the next 13 years. Got it, okay. Um, so it will actually be the opening event um, for at least five years um, yep. of, of, this, of this contract, which... Uh, Again, that again, it's, it's it's the same issue though, isn't it? Like <laughs> they're still gonna go from uh, unless they're gonna, you well, know, exactly. Unless was... they, it depends how much they want to change it. Out. Mm. And I mean, that's what's been. To be fair, that's why it seems like the Monaco contract is stored because they're almost saying to them, by the way, if we sign this, we want you to agree that we're not yep. gonna host you in your normal time because you're gonna be go going later in the year when we go to other places in Europe. And it yeah. seems like they're not happy with that. They want their early slot. Yep. So it does seem like that as much as they're saying they want this geo thing to go ahead and it might not be that, well, if that's holding up that contract, obviously it's serious enough, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah. the only other that's thing why I think this might be premonitions for that. Sure. The only other thing I can think of is like, you know, China used to be really early in the season. I wonder yeah. if maybe they're looking at trying to bring that back. That makes it a little bit easier in terms, you know, Australia and China. Cause it was like Australia, close, so... Bahrain, China, which were fairly close together. Yeah. Um, Bahrain's not too far. It's, it's, it's more a crossover, pretty, yeah. yeah. But um, when you consider yeah. Singapore and Japan are normally at the end, that's when mm. it seems a bit weird considering yeah. you know, they're, they're the closest geographically to each other. Yeah, so yeah that's it. So. I guess I guess we'll see. Um, yep. it's still some interesting points. Um, tracks that aren't looking so good. <laughs> it seems that the Belgian Grand Prix yeah. doesn't look that great going forward. Ironic yeah. considering most of the chat in Australia was that they spent tons redoing the track and they're still looking mm-hmm. to change things up if the racing's bad. Spa, literally as of recent accidents and all that, completely redid the runoff at Eau Rouge and Radion for safety yep. concerns, considering we've seen some nasty accidents, very you know unfortunate nasty accidents in recent times. So they spent a lot to completely dig it all out, dig out you know, massive area of the hill that was causing mm. the issue to redo it all. To their credit, I guess they have so much racing there. It's not like they need F1 because that's all they've got, but it is such a classic and iconic I, race, anyway, the yeah. fact they've done a lot of this work. And yeah, it seems like it seems very unlikely. Um, I think the, the notes that I saw was it was either 
it was either going to be a rotating race or there was mm. some words they might have a quote-unquote non-championship race with rookies. I don't know Ooh. what that means, but apparently that's been mentioned. I don't know if the teams will run, like, <laughs> I don't know, the F1 cars with rookies. I have no idea, but that was mentioned in the conversation, I'd, so... I'd like to see that, actually. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, but... Yes. Uh, but also, why? It's, what? That's sort of... Yes. A, that's just out of nowhere. If, I presume it's not that they still want to run F2 or F3 there. No, they no, would no. Just yeah. said, they would have just said, let's we'll run just F2 run an F2 or F3 yeah. race. Yeah, but yeah. they specifically said, from what I saw, non-championship race with rookies. And I was like, huh. So, again, it seems like it's so classic that they want something to go there. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the rotating schedule, I think, in general, seems it's, likely. Anyway, yeah. the American races are likely to rotate. I think some of the extra flyaways are likely to rotate. Yep. With, you know, potentially going to... Um, South Africa. To, to South Africa and all yeah. that, too. It seems a lot more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess... It, it is a bit of a shame. I feel like, though, compared to the last few years, the calendar is looking all right for now. It's looking in a better state than it was a few years ago. Mm. Um, I guess it depends on what they're looking to to add as well, If you know. Um, yeah. But to know that this year might be the last year is kind of like, oh, if we knew we had two or three more years, then uh, it could be okay. But this could be the last one. It's a bit like, oh, that's a... Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a shame. I, I really like Spa. Um so it would be a shame to to see it go, but uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> I think it's one I of the ones with a unique element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think don't know. one of the quotes I've always loved. I don't remember who said it, whether it was old or new, but I think um one of the quotes was, "It's the only racetrack where it actually feels like you're traveling somewhere and then you're coming back. It feels yeah. less like an open loop, but because you're going kind of straight over the top so far, it feels like you get really away from that start area mm. and then you wind your way back. It feels like a kind of more of a journey rather than just yeah. a loop per se. Almost like I an, totally. Yeah, it's 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 real old school F1 track sort yeah. of vibes. So and it's big. It's kind yeah. of you know we don't have many super big. We have a lot that kind of wind in on each other yeah. and that and yeah. smaller kind of. I don't know, autodrome kind of tracks, I mm. guess, rather than these big kind of mountainous, foresty type things. You know, like Old Hockenheim, you know, that yeah. proper big kind of shooting down far away and then sneaking <laughs> their way back and yeah, up and yeah. down the elevations. So, yeah. Um, so, we'll see. Um, I think we basically already mentioned Monaco, that it still seems up in the air. Yeah. I guess it, it, it falls under the thing for different reasons. I guess although it still holds the same kind of validity in being unique and, and some fans and drivers really like it, there mm. are, of course, other issues in moving onwards. We kind of say, is Monaco really fit for current F1? We look at Vegas, we say, is this just the new Monaco? And in 10 years' time, we'll go, thank God yep. we switched because this has the glitz and glamour, but it's a way better race. Yeah, so, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Um, I don't think... Has there been any other track talk that I've missed so far? Nothing. Else. The only other one's still, like, the French Paul Ricard, but that's still on the... I haven't heard much, like, recently. I think all I saw was that it seems like it's just getting overshadowed by Spa Talk, but I think it sits in a similar boat yep. where it doesn't look that positive if they start to bring on a few new races as well. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, I think that's a fairly... It's a fairly... It's a track in the middle. It wouldn't be my first choice to get rid of. I think it'll be better with these new cars again. We saw last year you can have a good race there when it's yep. kind of some of the cards fall in your favour. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, it, it, speaking it, about silly season, it seems more silly season for tracks is more, yeah, <laughs> well, more active it, at the moment. It'd be really interesting if we lose the two. I know Monaco's not like France, so to speak, but if we lose Monaco and France, both in that same sort of mm. area. Um, you know, if we lose both of them the same year, that'd be probably a bit disappointing for for that area and always um, still have we still have two french drivers on the grid that exactly, are, yep. have strong national support as well yep so, so. oh well, we'll see i and mean alpine of course if you get that alpine would be a bit gutted by it too yeah that's yeah <laughs> very true very true because you oh, well. forget yeah. um, <laughs> let's so have to we'll wait move and see. on yeah yeah we will see we'll move on to the next area um i guess we're talking about porpoising so mm. if um if you've had a chance, I don't know when all these, uh, what all you'll be listening to these two, but if you've had a chance to listen to our Baku breakdown, when we started to talk about porpoising and what the FIA were going to do, basically, I think we iterated at the start of our Canada breakdown, the FIA basically said that they were going to start doing something. Um, yep. They kind of put together, um, uh, what do you call the word? Uh, like a, a directive. Was, was technical it a directive? Technical I was about to say directive. directive yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put yeah. together a directive to essentially say that they're going to start introducing measures to monitor it. I will mm-hmm. actually read out exactly what they said, just for clarity. Cool. 
So what I've got here is the first measure they proposed is uh, they're going to have closer scrutiny of the planks and skids, both in terms of their design and observed wear. Um, secondly, there will be the definition of a metric based on the car's vertical acceleration that will give you a quantitative limit for acceptable level of vertical oscillations. They mentioned there will be an exact mathematical formula for this metric, but it's still being analysed by the FIA and the teams have been invited to contribute to this process. And they also said, in addition to these short-term measures, the FIA will convene a technical meeting with the teams in order to define measures that will reduce the propensity of cars to exhibit such phenomena in the medium term. Mm -hmm. The interesting bit to take away from that is they said they'll meet with the teams. Yep. And oh boy, apparently in the paddock in Canada, <laughs> there was a lot of kind of oh fist boy. shaking and team members yelling. Allegedly, Netflix got a lot of it. Oh, so no. I guess we'll have to wait for them ah. to air the footage. I think Horner was saying there was at one point where Mattia Bonotto and... um. And Horner and um, Toto Wolf were apparently having a bit of a, a yelling argument with mm. each other over it. Um, coming into this, as we said, a, a lot of drivers seem to voice it, um, saying, you know, we need to do something about this. And most teams that were affected worse by it seem to be pushing for just like a, a minimum ride height level. And yet mm -hmm. the FIA, as some of us fans had hoped, kind of went, no, we're not going to do that. If yeah. you've just got it worse, you've got to fix it. So, of course, some of the team principals have come out and said, oh, this isn't in our favor. This is what we asked for. Mm. So, um, yeah, what's 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 your take on it? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess, I mean, before I even go into that, I'll, I'll add a little bit more information because I think go this for it, is... Yes. Uh, There's a lot of it, it. It's changing on a daily basis uh, at this point. It's, it's in regards to the, the Canadian Grand Prix because I didn't talk about it in the breakdown because I wanted to talk about it here. Go um, for it, yep. A lot of the reason why teams were, like, real angry, uh, the second they brought out the technical directive, like, they brought it out on the Friday, I think it was. Um, or, no, they brought it out on the Thursday, and then the following day, um, or maybe, maybe it was Friday, and then the following day, uh, Mercedes had a second floor stay on their car. Yep. Uh, and team bosses and teams in general were just looking at those like, how did you develop that part in one day? How could yes. you have known unless they're basically accusing Mercedes of having inside information uh, about the because technical that, directives? And it's not like that part brings them performance either. No. It is a part that's supposed to help with the porpoising, but mm -hmm. they kind of at this stage want to be porpoising because it gives them better speed mm. than if they're not. So it kind of is something that loses them performance, but the only reason they'd want to do that is if they knew that they had to start controlling it better. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the Mercedes team they claim uh, they claimed they purposely left some people behind to help with spare parts, uh, in case a late update was issued by the FIA, which seems a little mm -hmm. suspicious. Um, it just it just in the way that they say is like, oh, we left some people behind just in case the FIA came out with something. It's like, <laughs> how could you know they were going to come out with something like that day? When, like, when budgets and everything is so tight, that's. Yeah, <laughs> that just doesn't happen now. So, it's like yeah. you can do, you can plan for everything under the sun because you've got infinite money and resources. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't. I yeah, it's just it's a little off to me. I'm not, I'm not accusing any team of anything, but it just seems a little confusing about how they managed mm -hmm. to to have that part so so quickly. Um, you know, it seemed like the maybe there were inklings of the um. Uh, about technical directive coming in more internally in in, uh, in Formula One before we yes. heard about it, but it did feel like it sort of came out of nowhere for the public. So, And we also didn't know what the exact solution was going to be. If they said, hey, everyone exactly. has to raise yeah. their floors, well, that part necessarily wouldn't be needed to mm -hmm. raise a floor because that's more of like a setup adjustment on, on yep. the suspension. So even then, it's not like it was a... It's likely to happen and this is the only way they can solve it. So mm -hmm. you can kind of potentially plan for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so well, I mean, that's yeah. I just wanted to add that part because it just seemed like no, it, just, yep, it yep. just added to the chaos of the the whole uh, whole thing. They went back on. They basically told uh, Mercedes like after everyone had a, kicked up a stink about it, they're like I had to take it off and they weren't allowed to use it. So, yep. um, you know, whether or not their directive has anything to do with being able to use that, that does help Mercedes be able to run their car lower and stop some of the bouncing though. So that is, yep. it's a very much that's like a that would help mercedes probably and not many other teams because ferrari mm. while they do have uh you know a lot of the porpoising they can still get a lot of performance uh and the drivers for the most part 
uh, are, are comfortable with the amount of bouncing that they have. So yes, and um, even if they yeah. had to lift it, it would seem like it would be a little bit rather than being a lot. Yeah, so and I think a, a lot of a lot of team bosses and teams are coming out of saying that like most of them, uh, bar a couple, are happy enough to have these sort of reg- regulations as long as it doesn't favor you know one team over another and i think something like yes. what <laughs> what they were allowing for that uh, that short period of time that was favoring mercedes and and seeming like no one else so yeah um yeah in the the other way i guess is that yeah uh, i mean the the still the best way to do it in the medium term is how it sounds like they are going to do it. Is like if it is yep. bouncing too much, you just have to to raise the ride height. I know Ferrari are they pretty just upset measure about it, it, and if yeah. you're causing your driver pain, yep. stop causing them pain. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So. We don't get. We know. We know how it's causing them pain because it's shaking, shoveling back and forth, or it's porpoising or bouncing, or even, or even that's what I think they're saying about the skid blocks as well. They're even saying yes. skidding on the floor or whatever. Like, yeah. It's it's not like they're going to send them to a sand dune and they go, oh, all well, your cars are bouncing around like <laughs> crazy. You know, yeah, they're kind yeah. of. If we went to a track and the surface was so shocking that it was causing damage, well, then that would be different. But mm. you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think depending <laughs> depending on what the uh, the measurements end up being, uh, yeah, I think that could. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell whether or not it'll uh, hinder Ferrari. I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing for me is because yeah. they do still have a little bit of bouncing, but they can still get a lot of performance out of it. Um, and yeah. I know Ferrari have been pretty vocal about. Uh, how they yeah they're not super happy with it because they might have to raise their ride height regardless of whether or not both drivers are feeling okay uh and they've got they seem to have it under control they might still have to raise it anyway so uh we'll have to see what the the fia actually come out with in terms of uh you know the medium term the Um, specifics it seems like that when they do put a fix together they a want to be really specific about Mm. it but they're also saying b we're literally talking with doctors and mathematics and whatever to actually get a concrete thing that we can back up to say you know this is the number this is how you calculate it this is how we measure it no there's not a workaround to how we measure it Mm -hmm. and you've got to you know stick to it otherwise and if you have any problems raise them now and in this group forum just you know in case we've missed something here so to their credit they're going the right way about it i think everyone said that they didn't expect them to act so fast especially so even said after our Baku breakdown, we we're kind of like, oh, there's so many things I could do. We just don't know. Oh, two days later, they've they've figured it out. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Wow. So some credit to the new FIA. Yeah. Um, yep. And as we say, it's it's apparently caused some drama. Apparently, Helmut Marko has been chuckling his way because he realizes that Mercedes are the main pusher for this, and he's mm-hmm. saying it's completely backfired in their face. So he's having a good old laugh as Helmut Marko <laughs> always does when yeah, fortune so. favors his way. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will have to see. Maybe yeah. where the next time we have another another um podcast be able to break it down what's been what's been announced from there but um, yeah i think the grand scheme of things look it's a good you know despite all the fuss it's causing it is still good because at the end of the day it's there was concerns around drivers there was concern of long-term benefits that hadn't been looked at here so yep i'm glad that they're doing this and it's another showing that you know f1 is trying to be more modern rather than the days of the 70s which is drive around in a tin can death trap you know what i mean exactly Just don't crash yeah. you know yeah don't crash lol and you'll be fine yeah that's <laughs> yeah exactly that's why we had so many fucking deaths back then like exactly we don't want that so um back but, in the days when they said it was safer to try get out of the car if you were thrown if the car was thrown in the air because yeah. it was safer to land on the dirt by yourself than in the car like, mm, yeah that's good <laughs> crazy it was not that long ago yeah real Fucking let's 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 go. What back to Ber- what Bernie Eccleston want? We just want to make it more dangerous. That's what we want. Yes. Yeah, we want more driver deaths. It makes it exciting. Woohoo! Yeah. Nah. We need to. Safety needs to be a priority. Um. And it was pretty obvious. You know, the fact that they're getting doctors involved in. You know, it's it's it is an issue. The medium term, I think, specifies to probably the end of this season, and then the yep. you know the long term, I would say they're probably going to revisit potentially some of the suspension rules uh suspension and ride height rules and trying to make it so uh you know at least give teams time to develop over the off season to you know if they have to change um parts of uh, parts of their suspension on the off season that is one way they Uh, could do it they could almost write it out next year's rules and almost make it so it's almost impossible to design the car to that whether it's through Mm -hmm. you know different yeah, stiffer suspension or however they do it, right? Yeah, yeah. As you say, do it in enough time is agreed, so teams can make yep. 
changes ahead of time, kind of like they did at the end of the, the last year, the previous regulations, where they took out some of the error at the back to reduce some of the issues there, and that actually turned out to work quite well, and but yep. they still gave them enough notice that most teams could adapt by it. And you're always going to have some teams going to cry wolf through yeah, those, course, you know, we had yeah. especially Aston Martin that were crying wolf, which is always yeah. going to happen. That's just the nature. You can't always make everyone happy, Yeah, but they can try and make it as fair as possible, and I think they're on the right track to do that at the moment, and they seem to acknowledge it's... it's um they can't have murky ground over this it's got to be mm-hmm. solid whatever they enforce yeah 100 percent agreed um so that's all i had on that point i had one minor point i wanted to go into before checking if you had anything yeah, sure. um i was having a look and i saw that apparently i don't know if it's been made public but apparently audi has been reporting that they've allegedly secured a 25 percent stake in the sauber f1 team i did see that with a further 50 percent th- to come yes. potentially yeah. Yeah. So whether this is still them wanting to partner with Sauber for an engine, or whether it's just I'd... to get some research, or I don't, I didn't. Really I don't look think at what it, it means, is. I know. But... I remember when we first reported on this. Yeah. Uh, they were looking. Audi was always looking at taking a significant stake in the team so that they could sort of run the show. Um, yeah. It is still a rumor, but it is. I could see it happening. Uh, I know Alfa Romeo Sauber was like one of those teams, even even early on, that was touted as having conversations with uh, with Audi. Um, uh, McLaren was the the one that was being talked about a lot, but um, yep. so were like Williams and 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 Sauber Alfa Romeo. And I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the big tie was the fact that Alfa uh, Audi and um, have used Sauber's garages before like use their uh like technology before uh for lmp1 stuff i think that was i think that was the same team so there was like a pretty strong tie between the two teams Mm -hmm. uh or the team uh so there was potential for something to go on there but we didn't really hear anything until this rumor uh which is very very recent but um i think it's it's not a rumor I look at and say, ah, this it's anyone could be writing this. It's a rumor I look at and I see it has potential and it kind of lines up with all the other discussions that have been going on in the past. Yes. Um so I think that's it's something maybe to keep an eye on and see if there's a bit more information on that one. Porsche still very much linked with um with Red Bull. Uh yep. Honda apparently there's rumors there looking to come back into the sport as well but that's that's it's one kind of at the yeah, same play we mentioned it in our first or second podcast yeah. doesn't seem like there's been any confirmation but there also hasn't been any cancellations for lack of a better word yeah um yeah i'm not sure i don't know i think it's just a it's it's an interesting room and it's it'd be interesting to see if we hear a little bit more on them uh i know that i think the 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 audi rumor came out and said they're not sure why they're keeping it a secret I think that was the report. Yeah. The reporter said that they said we're, we're not sure why Audi are keeping it a secret that they're looking to enter, um, which means and especially when, as we've said, yeah. all other signs are pointing so strong, like with them ending their Formula E kind of area, and yep. in an age where a lot of teams now, as we saw even today with with Porsche unveiling their new their LMP1 um, IMSA prototype, mm-hmm. and yet Audi, of course, have said no, we're unlikely to do that now. Yeah. Well, why would they be unlikely to do it when they're one of the kings of motorsport? Because they're probably focusing all their energy on the F1 side of things, exactly. and more of a bigger stake thing than just supplying an engine like Porsche, who are also one of say, the other things rep- their duties with others. So. One of the other things we reported on is the fact that you know there was a rumor they were diverting their uh, <laughs> their funding away from the the LMP1 project to yes. the Formula One project, and the fact that yep. they haven't developed an LMP1 car, it's like eh, it seems like it's tracking. So yeah, um, yeah, I just I hold a little bit of weight with this rumor. So, uh, but it's it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I think it's another so. one of those that could. It's the same as the whole Andretti thing, where it seems yep. like it's there, and it almost just adds to this whole yeah bubble. It's like. It's like as interesting as F1 and then the silly season with drivers is, there's almost all these other things still hanging around which might all come up at once and you kind of just don't hear from it so you forget about it. But then when you think about it, you go, those things are still bubbling back there, aren't they? So yep. there could still be plenty of change to come for next year and beyond. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I'm going to see if there's anything... Uh, I don't know if we've heard anything more on uh, on Andretti. I think it's no, still just kind of a back and forth where... Yep. 
uh, Domenic Holly's like, oh, I don't think we need the 11th team. And some team bosses saying, there's probably oh, just private things happening now. They kind yeah, of yeah. made the initial sparks and that and yeah. made their intent clear. Now it's a matter of actually. I know, I know. I, the, the most recent thing I saw was that uh, Mario Andretti basically was slamming Toto Wolf's comments about yes. their. Uh, their contribution to F1. I know that was a big one. It's like they need to make a significant contribution, and and Andretti's just like, yes. okay, he's started to, to <laughs> he started to get a bit more uh, vocal um, yep. about that sort of thing. So, but I haven't heard anything recently from them. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still. Um, I think they've still got time. I think I think they were they were targeting twenty twenty four, right? I think initially yeah, it seemed like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. It's, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to, to see them coming in for the new regulations for 2026. So, you know, I think, I think there's still some time for, for things to materialize. But hey, again, just more stories, stories to keep an eye on. Yep. And certain stories we hadn't really heard a lot of in recent years. I mean, the most biggest was, you know, Honda coming back to the spot, really. And then, yep. of course, them leaving. So to have these kind of chats and with teams, similarly, last was really passed as a full new entry. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice that F1 seems to be in a post-COVID world healthy in the fact that these chats are now more commonplace rather than just the extreme rare oddity definitely so, definitely yeah. um conscious of time was there anything else you wanted to briefly mention or chat about uh not really i think that's that's you covered all the the points that i had so um yeah yeah i can wrap this one up if you want oh good so i think the next thing of course we'll be looking forward to is the british grand prix it'll be interesting i guess to have a race where there's not necessarily a brit that looks in in the starlight so i'm yep. curious to see how the local i know local uh, <laughs> coverage does of that we'll talk about it in the in the preview but i think mercedes yes. are looking at bringing some some significant upgrades for for silverstone i believe so. i saw a few teams bringing minor or major upgrades yep. so. so we'll be yep. uh yeah, be interesting to see that it, where that Mercedes is given, you know, it's a smoother track, which they seem to like, um, yep. both British drivers. So maybe that'll give them an edge at a British Grand Prix. And they Prix. have traditionally liked this track as yep, well, yep, too. Both drivers upgrade. in the team yep. as a whole, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it'd be interesting. But yeah, tune in for the up, uh, the uh, the upgrade. Tune in for the... Uh, the upgrade uh, chat. <laughs> tune in Our for new the episode, yep. the upgrade chat, episode one. <laughs> um, and yeah, also, I, I guess mentioning the uh, the race breakdowns for, for Baku and Canada. I apologize, they were so late. They are. <laughs> they should both be out by the time this... Uh, this pod- <laughs> Don't shoot yourself in the foot here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've got, I've got pretty much Baku done. That's going to go up. Uh, and then I'll get Canada up straight after. So uh, if oh, you're no, listening on Spotify, they'll be, they'll be up uh, as of what bef- just before this at, at the very least so and if you yep. um yeah if you're watching this on youtube or listening on youtube uh on wednesdays usually this goes Wednesday. up uh then yeah yeah uh, might if you if you want to have a, a bit more of a listen to our chat a bit more on the actual races that went went by uh we don't don't tend to do that in the podcasts uh check those ones out as well so not with this much news going on no but, um, no absolutely not we could no yeah. no time we gotta do a podcast every <laughs> like a two-hour podcast every week to cover bloody everything that's going yes. on in formula one right now so indeed yeah all good anyway so we'll wrap it up there yep. um thank you for listening if you've made it this far if you just haven't skipped to the end for whatever reason <laughs> <laughs> um as always, if you're listening on Spotify, which hopefully you are because you get this early, make sure that you're following so you get our episodes on your feed as soon as they're uploaded. Mm-hmm. And if you're on YouTube a few days later, hey, feel free to check out our Spotify. But also, if you're on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and hit that like button. Yep. Leave any comments if you have any questions you want um, us to discuss in the future, yep. um, either on the YouTube or you can add us on our Twitter at Final Sector YT. I think it is. Every yep. time I have to check because I'm not sure. Yep, Final Sector YT. You got it. Um, But until then, we will catch you for the Silverstone Breakdown. Preview. Preview. (laughs) And then Breakdown. Yes. (laughs) Ciao, everyone.